16 preacher. All right. So, 1 John chapter 3, 16 to 18 is where we'll read next. No, no, I'm going, now we're going to 1 John 3, 16. But keep that verse in mind because we will be back talking about, we're talking about love today. So, 3, 16 to 8. 1 John 3, 16 to 8. So we're reading here, hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ha- and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You know, Ephesians 4.32 says, and be kind one to another, tender, hearted, forgiving one another, another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Even as God has shown us love by dying on the cross for our sins, we are to show that same love for the brethren, for each other. As uh, fellow Christians, you know John 15, 13. I just keep your place right here in 1 John, but just go real quick. So John, everyone knows this verse, John 15, 13. If I knew it by heart, I'd just say, say it right now. But so John 15, 13 says, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay, man lay down his life for his friends. And that's where we are to, that is real love right there. That is true love. And what I wrote down for the title of this sermon here was Love Conquers All. I know a lot of us growing up, you've heard that many times. You know, thinking about back at the romantic TV shows we'd watch, you know, Disney princesses. Don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, But like uh, those romantic things that go out, they say, oh, love conquers all. You know, that's the most powerfulest emotion or that's the most powerfulest force. I saw on this video the other day, this kid, these kids are doing horrible answers or just being really smart on their quizzes. And when this one kid, the question was, what's the most powerfulest force? Well, the kid, there were like four answers. I forget what they were, but he wrote love. <laughs> and I thought that's a, that is so funny because that's what a lot of the world will tell you. And I'm like, but, you know, sometimes we'll be quick to say, no, that's not true. Well, that actually is true. Because if you think about biblical love, and it's the verse we just read, God is love. Mm-hmm. And who's the most powerful force in, in the world, or in the whole universe? It's God himself. Mm-hmm. And God is love. So really, the most powerful force is love. But it's not the world's love. It's not the emotional um, feelings that they get for how a person appears or acts. It's not the emotional spectrum world. No, this is real love. It's an action. It's sacrifice. And that, pre- that John 15, 13, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. God showed us the perfect example of what true love is. Real love. And uh, that's what we need to have for us, each other. Always dying. As you know, um, a lot of the church members have, you guys have plugged into the church and starting to help pastor and uh, my mom and service in the church, helping out where you guys can, that's love and action right there. And that's what we should all do. Just how pastor and my mom, how in the church, they're, you know, they pour themselves out to you guys. And that's, you know, they're showing their love by helping out where they're, you know, where they can and doing the things they're doing in this church and just giving a themselves in this church and to everybody here the church i mean the people you know that's what i'm talking about and that's what true love is it's giving each one another for each other and sacrifice you know and that's what this verse where it talks about by giving ourselves as god has given his life for our own that's what we need to give for him but also for others self-sacrifice verse 17 but whoso hath this world's 
good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? If man, we have an abundance and a brother, a friend, you know, has nothing and needs help and he comes to us for help and we don't help him at all. What kind of love is that? You know, what kind of love is that? I'm just thinking of an example. Man, this guy's got, you know, he's in so much pain right now. He needs some ibuprofen. And I'm not saying bad drugs. I'm just saying, you know, the stuff that kind of, you know, ibuprofen, you know, <laughs> I'm just thinking of an example. That's probably a bad example. Well, that's what popped in my head. Uh, and they just, they need some help or here, or maybe they need water. And you have two bottles of water, one you haven't sipped yet. And uh, the, I need a drink of water. I need a drink of water. I'm really thirsty. Man, I'm like dying of thirst here. And you're like, well, I have an overabundance of water and I'm not going to share. No, as a brother who needs to love them, I need to share that water. And that's what we need to do for each other. It's just sharing that. That's, that's real love sacrifice right there. My little children, it says, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. This is a world today where your word means nothing at all. It doesn't matter what you say. You can say this person, you know, you can say this, you can say that, or, you know, we make jokes or we make, I, don't, I just, I feel like a lot of people make, you know, they say things, but they don't actually mean it. And that's what this verse is just saying. Don't just mean it in word. Don't mean, oh, I love you. Cause we say that a lot. That's a reference many times. I love you, but do you mean it? We want our words to mean it. So don't just say it. Don't mean it in word or in tongue. It's saying, but do it indeed. And it says, and in truth. And how is something truth when it does it? When truth is something, when it's real, right? When it's actually doing something. How can you, yeah, just, you don't want the vanity, you know, don't want to be beating the air with things by saying something, I love you and this and this and that. But then when push comes to shove, you really don't show that. When they need help or when they need that love, you don't give it to them because really you didn't mean it. It was just, you kept it all to yourself. Verse 19 says, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Verse 20, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Remember, the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? Don't trust your heart for love. Any, you know, love notes right there. Don't trust your heart for it because remember, it's desperately wicked. Trust the Lord for what real love is. Amen. And that's how you find the true, you know, you know, some of you already married, but some of us for not being married yet. You no, know, that's what I'm trusting. I'm not trusting my heart and finding the right one for me. I'm trusting the Lord and real love. And that's what I'm looking for. And for anyone else, I'm, you know, you got Elizabeth, Caleb, and Landon here. You know, just trying to find that real person, you got to find real love, not the love of the heart. You don't want to trust that. Um, verse 20, I think, yeah, verse 20, we're going to 18. I'm kind of actually going far there. All right, so we'll jump now to 23, 24, real quick. I'm just going to skip a verse. Um, 23, 24 says, And this is the commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son, uh, no, His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us, um, as He gave us the commandment. And he that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in Him, and He in Him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. You know, I don't know if you remember a while back I talked about the fear of the Lord. And what the fear of the Lord is, is true, it's love or towards the Jesus Christ. That's what, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And it also says in Job, it says wisdom. The fear, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. That's what Job says. 
That's what from the Lord. So God calls the fear of the Lord wisdom. And it's the beginning of knowledge because it's wisdom. And what is wisdom? Um, and what is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is also okay. That's wisdom. Yes, okay. I'm trying to go back from my memory. You know what I mean? Okay, so yes, the fear of the Lord also it says, I think it's Psalms or Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy in the evil way and the froward mouth. So I was going to, I was looping myself here. So wisdom is the fear of the Lord. So wisdom that is the fear of the Lord. So to have wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy in the evil way in the fraud mouth. And what we talked about last time, a while, that was several weeks ago, um, but what is real love? It's loving not what you hate. I mean, loving the contrary to what you hate. Mm-hmm. Knowing what for what you hate or what you love. I'll give it a better example. Actually, I was like, okay. Um, this pastor, um, he made this example. His, he loves his family. He loves his family, his aunt, you know, his, all his siblings, his parents, you, he loves them to death. And he says, and they all got cancer and they died. He loves them. He says he hates cancer. Why? Because he loved them. And that's what I mean by the fear of the Lord. It says to hate evil, hate pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth. By hating those things, we love Jesus Christ. And you know what also? We love each other. Because we hate the things of this world. And the people, the people out there that aren't Christians, you know, not saying we can't be their friend, but by finding better friendships with the people of God. That always hurts my, you know, just like I've heard crushes, you know, I just, I had this person I used to talk to a while back. He says he finds better fellowship with the people of this world than the people of God. And he was making it out like it was their fault, the Christians he hangs out with aren't that good and that they're just, you know, he doesn't like them because they're too awkward. But really, honestly, I knew why. It's because he wants to talk about things of this world and that's what the people of the world want to talk about. You know, you can't expect, that's what double-minded man is. You know, you talked about, uh, Brother Troy talked about not having two masters. You know, uh, mammon, this world, and then also having the God, which is Jesus. You can't have both. You can't have both. You have to have one or the other. You have Jesus Christ. The Lord needs to be your master. And loving him and loving the brethren, loving the things of God, letting love conquer, just rule over your life. Because, man, if you let love rule over your life, man, just what an amazing Christian life we could live by always being happy, always being full of joy from the Lord because we know he loves us, but then also giving love towards others and not giving them a cold shoulder it doesn't matter, you know, just so you'll, uh, you know, being young as I am, you know, people have picked on me <laughs> all my life, you know, and, you know, just uh, tell, you could ask my siblings, I picked on them, you know, we've all picked on people and, you know, I, it's never contrary. Um, I've had people pick on me and there's a part of me, you know, the world, the fleshly part of me that wants to hate them, be mad at them. And, you know, what always comes into my mind where I'm just, that's not what God asks me to do. Because he loves me, he loves them, I need to love them. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're the brethren. We have to love everyone. Right. We have to love everybody. And that's what, to hate the evil things, but love everybody. We need to love everybody. Yeah. You know how uh, we're at the games, at basketball games, and we're playing basketball, and the other team's winning, you want to hate them for it. You know, <laughs> especially if the game's really in their favor. And there's just no odds are all against you. You just really want to hate 
That's just, but that's the Satan's tool right there. That's what Satan wants to use to get that in. He wants to get that rise out of you. He wants to build that hate instead of love. But we have to keep that love. We have to love love conquer. That's why the love conquers all, because it does. It's Jesus Christ. It's letting God have preeminence in your life. You know, we talked about that while what's having preeminence, letting God have preeminence in your life. I, I know it's letting love conquer all, because who is love? God is love. And man, if we let God love conquer all, we're letting God take over our life and lead in every part of it. Yeah. Um, okay, turn to 1 John 4.16 again. I'm just going to read this verse. Um, chapter 4, verse 16, and then we're going to go one more passage and then we'll be done. So 1 John 4.16, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Remember what I've been talking about? Where, man, if we just have that love that conquers, if we let love conquer our life, we're letting Jesus Christ, the Lord, rule our life. Mm -hmm. If we just give up our hate, because what is hate? That's of the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, the, thing, the hate, the things, that's not of God. Because even the great sinners of this world, God loves them. Mm -hmm. And so are we. We are to love everybody. Let God rule in our lives. Let love rule. Um, John 15. You'll just turn. This is our last, last chapter here. Last, I mean, book, um, passage anyway. 8 to 17. Just a few verses. John 15. So John 15, 8 to 17. John 15, 8, 17. You know, I talked with this one person once and they told me one of the hardest things they struggle with in this life, not that he's lived many other lives, but you know what I mean. And he says is loving people. He says, people disappoint you. They're hard. They're gripey. And, you know, we just, we've talked about because uh, they serve in the church a lot and they deal with lots of people, lazy, you know, just people are a lot of things and they always let you down and it's hard to love them. He says the hardest thing he, ha he deals with is having to love people because he knows he's opposed to, but it's hard. <laughs> and I says, because, yeah, we're just people. But I think the key, I know the key is remembering that you're a person too. Mm. And, you know, just like their person, we're a person too. We're hard to deal with. And we also make faults yeah. too. Yeah. And they're not, you know, I'm not saying that they're worse than me. That's where their mindset. You have to change your mindset to be like, because we think we always point fingers at other people. You ever notice that you always find the faults in others, but you always seem to miss the faults in yourself. Mm -hmm. Now we have to change that. What having real love is not looking at other people's faults, not judging other people, but kind of referring that right back at ourselves. Going to that perfect law of liberty, the Bible, and turning that right back upon ourselves and looking inward rather than outward. And if we, because, you know, if you're always pointing fingers at other people and judging other people, what are you doing? You're not looking inward and you're not loving them either because you're picking them. And is that because you don't love them is it because you don't love yourself. If you're always trying to pick apart other people is it because you don't really love yourself because you're not loving them either. I'm just I'm saying, it's just, it go back and forth about all these different things where you, to let love show forth in your life, to let love conquer all. If you love them, that means you love yourself as well. And if you love yourself, you need to love other people because Jesus Christ 
died on the cross for not my sins only, but for other sins as well. Let, let love conquer all. Um, so John 15, 8. John 15, 8, 17. It says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so I have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. We are to just, you know, just taking apart from here. We need to love each other and continue in the love of Jesus Christ. Sharing the gospel with others. That's true love right there. Sacrificing that fear we have to be able to give a gospel track. That's so simple. And it's, yeah, it's so hard to do, right? But if we let love rule, and if we find ourselves, instead of judging them, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've walked over to people that really creep me out. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, oh, I feel like I give my gospel track, but uh, it's just so hard because, man, they look really creepy. You know, it's just really creepy out there. There's this one person, they had sh this girl had shaved her head almost bald, but she had hearts in her head, like in their hair. It really creeped me out a little. But, you know, not saying that's just in a little extreme, I guess. Uh, but just for other, you know, no matter what, whatever we have to deal with, because if I really had love ruling over my heart there, it wouldn't have mattered what they look like. It wouldn't matter what they act like. Mm -hmm. It would be just that because Jesus Christ loves me, I'm going to love them. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, not taking any appearance, not judging the book by its cover, but just by loving the book exactly how it is. Because that's the same thing for me. God loves me just the way I am. He doesn't look at the paper. He doesn't look at the cover. He looks right on the heart and he says, I love this person. Yeah. And that's what we're to do to other people. We're to love them just the way they are. Um, so continue on the verse here. Verse, so I just read verse 8. Um, verse 10, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. Again, you know, this powerful love that we have, you know, just, uh, I preached a sermon a while ago on Team Preacher about overcoming this um, kind of, we, are overcome, we have overcome this world as Christians. We have gotten saved. We have overcome this world because, I don't know, there's a mentality where we think, you know, we are weak, but when we are weak, he is strong. Sometimes we think we can't overcome different fears in our Christian lives. And I like to tell, remind Christians, be that reminder, be you can because you already have. You already have this amazing power. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit abides within you. You have already overcome this world. You can overcome anything you put your mind to with the Lord Jesus Christ by your side. With the, dwell the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and letting love conquer all, you can accomplish so much as a Christian. And amazing feats that you could just completely overcome. You know, by uh, past, uh, Mr. Troy brought up the ladder, the Lord, uh, the relationship with the Lord is like a ladder, always climbing. Man, what we could conquer by letting love rule in our hearts rather than the fear. Man, because what's, you know, I say the opposite of love is fear. You know, if you have fear, because man, if I want to give this person a gospel track or if I want to do something for the Lord, what's going to hold me back? It's fear. But then if I have real love and then also faith too. I could conquer it, get rid of it, come over it, you know. And uh, that's all I have for today, everybody. Um, thank you so much for having me up here. I don't, you want to pray, Dad? You want to pray? Or you want me to? Yeah, I can. You can pray.
So, all right, letting love conquer. Mm -hmm.